Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for Not the Steel and Vance Show Unspun. That's why you got my beachy hair today. I was so busy, I don't even have time to do my I hair. Love the, I love that. I love it. Curly. For those who, who are listening, you got the curly curly cues going on there. Nice. This is what the O natural ends up looking like. <laughs> no, yeah. Steel and Vance, it's been announced. Yeah. Oh, tell us. Tell us. What's going on? Let's be honest with the people. I did tell you before the announcement because, you know, we're tight <laughs> that way. Um, yeah. What's going on? Uh, Linda Steele and I, um, mm-hmm. really the story goes, we got together last December, Linda took me out for for dinner, just wanted to pick my my brain about what I was doing, what I'm doing with you, what I was writing with the Orca and, and filling in and the, the stuff. And she's like, I want to do, I need an outlet. I want to do something. And I'm like, well, why don't we do something? So we thought about doing a podcast, which you and I talked about. I mm-hmm. uh, got Linda to do a, a, a column for the Orca, which was so great. And hopefully yeah. that's Blew coming up. back. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, but we were just going to do a podcast. And then like not that long ago, the people at Czech tv so check media the the mm-hmm. people would be like oh the vancouver island station yeah so they're expanding into the lower mainland and broadening their footprint and looking to linda and i to help with that and it's a it's a really cool station because you, you see don taylor and Rick, uh, dolly while they're doing their show mm-hmm. like anywhere anytime i can work with don taylor i'm all in but they're owned by the employees so people yeah. are like oh the media it's like actually yeah, this is the media. Like, there's no big corp. <laughs> it's actually, they took over, I think it was nine years ago, or was it 10 years ago, that that, that station was going to be shut down. Mm-hmm. And the employees bought it for a dollar and, and kept the lights on. And there were times where they were, you know, taking out a loan over here to pay people over there and people weren't taking a pay. Like, it's a really cool story. Mm-hmm. So Linda and I joining that team felt right. And between you and I and our listener or our viewer, Linda and I actually own the show. So we get to say and do whatever we want, whatever we want, carte blanche. Oh boy. Uh, we come out of, come out of, I know, <laughs> be ready, George, because if you want to see a couple of women who uh, don't know anybody, nothing, you know what I'm There's saying? some BS um, cups of coffee coming out of there. There might be. We were told we can do that. And it will live online as well for those who um, right. won't be able awesome. to tune in on thir- Thursday nights at eight for an hour. We come right out of Jeopardy. So we're in the place that friends used to be. <laughs> so weird. Makes anyway, sense. So we have, Makes sense. You're going to be a guest. You're going to be a oh, guest. Oh, Other guests. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you right now you are. Oh, yeah. So, I charge I mean, a lot. Let's think about it. That's okay. We'll pay you because that's how, that's how it's going to work. We're no actually going to help each other build the thing that informs people in a way that is is authentic yeah. and, and kind of entertaining. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have a hell of a lot of fun too, by the way. It's not it's not news yeah, talk. It's, a great it's duo. not gonna be radio great, or TV. It's gonna be a great I'm gonna duo. do my best to make Linda Steele. Uh, thank you. I'm gonna make Linda Steele swear on TV. Um because we all know and, behind the scenes what she's like. Oh, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. Okay, so um September eighth. 8 okay. p.m. it starts. Okay, write it down. September 8th. So between now and then, we're getting everything and, and As you and I know, there's no, never an end to possible stuff to talk about. As we have today, we're going through our lives. Oh, my God. Because I kind of was, I always much. come into this thinking, 
I don't know if we have a lot to talk about today. And then you and I sit down in the pre-show and we're like, oh my God, I don't think we have enough time because we all try to keep no. this in a half an hour. Um, but, you know, this big story of decriminalization is the first one. We're like, okay, like, whoa, okay. This has been something we've been talking, been talked about a lot over the years in politics, but BC is going to be the, the testing ground for decriminalizing. You're not legalizing. People often get this confused uh, about decriminalization and the legalization of, you know, hardcore drugs. It's not the same thing. Decriminalization is really just about who you arrest and how much they're carrying. And it's to, you know, control the people who have a problem with drugs and not to, not to uh, open up the floodgates to dealers and drug, uh, and criminal organizations. Although you could argue this might help them. And it also might help people, uh, encourage people to do more drugs to, because it, uh, decriminalizes it. So there's a, there's or do it together challenge. so that so fewer people die. I think that's at the root of this, that the stigma associated with the drug use, because while people instantly go to the downtown east side when we talk about drug addiction and, and opioid crisis mm -hmm. and death, the mass majority of the opioid deaths that are occurring right now are happening in private homes, in yeah. single family homes yeah. all Men over British Columbia. Between 40 and 50. Uh, right. you know, and it's, it, and a lot of them have had injuries. They work in the construction sector. A lot of them, you, you know, and, and of course, like anything, this is not the silver bullet to solutions and, Correct. and pardon the pun for the next uh, top topic, but you know, this is really about, this is just one part of the problem that we have related to drug addiction, criminalization, yeah. all these different things. And I think that, you know, we, people often point to the Portugal uh, as this model, method, they, yeah. they, the model, but they actually implemented a lot of other things, uh, including a significant input into the healthcare system and mental healthcare system at the same time. Uh, I don't see that happening here uh, simultaneously. I see one announcement about this, you know, and a little of this, and a little of this, and then uh, it, it has to be an integrated approach to be effective to solution to have the solution to the problem that we all know exists, which is this fentanyl overdoses. Uh, we have, you know, just drug addicts in general, people with mental health care issues, mental health issues. Drugs. all these things have to happen simultaneously. And that's what they did in Portugal. And that's why their data is so impressive. And I, I, I think people are going to be disappointed that this is not going to be the solution that uh, uh, that, that will provide the, the numbers that we'd like to see go down, especially on the fentanyl overdoses. I, I hope because I agree with you, there's there's no one shot here. Uh, to fix this, otherwise it would have been done already. I mm -hmm. just, I, I, I listen when the scientists say we have to do something and decriminalization yeah. is one step toward just one person being saved rather than, you know, many per day dying uh, here yeah. in BC. Um, police forces as well as scientists and now government has moved just a little bit. And I think once the unspun piece for me is because I certainly don't know the answer here. I'd be screaming it from the rooftops is I want to see something change, action. something, anything, some kind of anything. Action. We've literally lost members of our extended family to yeah. fentanyl being laced into drugs. And I mean, I want them yeah. back. I, I want them back. I want mm -hmm. them back. I, I, from my, my friend's son, to my friend's brother, uh, everybody's been touched by this. And mm -hmm. you ask the families who have been touched by this and they will tell you, do something. Mm -hmm. Just do, And this feels like something. So we'll see, I agree with you that the mental health supports and the, and the you know, we don't even have enough GPs to go around in this province. So I mean, yeah. now we wanna have beds for everybody who is, is struggling, particularly in this moment in, in time. So yes, it's, very, it's very difficult, but also difficult the news cycle, George. I mean, my goodness. 
the I, I I don't even know where to catch up. Is it Buffalo? Is it, is it the church yeah, in California? Is it the, is it the yep. elementary school or is it is it the is mm-hmm. it the hospital in Tulsa? Like mm-hmm. the gun violence that opens up the conversation about mm-hmm. gun safety as opposed to gun control for the unspun purposes. I'd like to call it gun safety because gun control comes with the connotation that I want to take away the gun or one want not me one wants to take away a gun from a responsible gun owner who has done the due diligence and has had the back, all the things you have to do in Canada. But in the United States, have I told you this story before? When I moved, first moved to Los Angeles in 1990, um, when I went, that was my backpacking through Europe. I moved down there and I opened up an account at Wells Fargo Bank. And they said, everyone who opens an account gets a gun. Oh. A free, yeah, never free, told a me that. Gun, like at the bank, here you go. And I was like, no, no, that's, I don't. The irony. I mean, robbed the bank immediately afterwards. Thank you very much for the gun. I'd like to take another ten thousand dollars out while I'm here. Thank you very much. Of, uh, yeah, it's a different. Obviously, we're not America, and we know that. And I think that we have. There's a lot of misinformation that you see on the news in the states about Canada. Sometimes it's you know how it's amazing, how it's safe up here, and other times it's like, oh no, Canada is not as good as it says it is. Um, you know, but I think we had an announcement, a re-announcement this week from the Trudeau that there is a gun, the whole process going through federally, and we're getting more strict gun rules here. The we buyback, yeah. The buyback program, which was, there was something similar happened under Chrétien that was very controversial, and they spent billions getting nowhere on that. Yeah, the long gun. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, I think that... Uh, Unspin it for it, us, George. We know it works. I just, well, I think that it's, you immediately had to... It's it's a smart move in order for to, you know, there's because of all this misinformation about Canada and and ensure that because we were all talking about it here, what happened in America or what's ha- happening, it seems like every day right now. Uh, we, I saw, I think the prime minister said he needed, I think he needed to reassure Canadians a little bit that we're not America. And that, that is ultimately a little bit of spin going on here from the prime minister's office and, and the liberals to, uh, you know, present that we're working w- towards something we already knew we were, they were working towards. It was you a re-announcement for sure. Comfort yeah. to Canadians that we're not America and here's what we are doing. Of course, then it leads to, as you know, uh, uh, more people arguing either their things are getting too strict or it's not strict enough. Um, and, you know, like your column, uh, you know, we're, we're probably going to land in the middle somewhere on this. But uh, I would say that Canada, you know, the, the the numbers, though, you look at what happened in England when they really they were cracked down after that horrible shooting in Scotland. And you saw that the, the gun control control works. Um, but it's a question of other issues related to living in a country so vast as Canada. And, and Eddie. And, Eddie wants uh, his gun the back. Dog agrees no. or disagrees? Two barks is I, yes. I think, one bark is no. <laughs> but I, I think it's really important what you just pointed out there because there's going to be somebody listening or watching here who is a staunch advocate of gun ownership. Um, and and mm-hmm. I've had conversations with many, and and nobody wants to argue that there are responsible gun owners. There, there just simply are. It's it's when we start getting into the mud around it, right? When we start getting into you can't take one gun out of that because I don't think there's a reason for uh, rapid fire assault weapons anywhere, really. Like mm-hmm. the, the fact that 18 year old kids can buy a, a they're literally changing how you, how you turn, how you do a tourniquet. Um, when it comes to St. John's, John's ambulance in the United States, they've, they've changed how you pack a wound based on the caliber of bullet in an AR 15 oh because gosh. it just, 
they're, they're starting to talk about maybe showing the scene of carnage. Cause of course we never see that here where elsewhere in the world, they actually show the dead bodies I to, to shock TV people. Off. When that stuff happens, but I'm not hundred percent. I'm with you. I couldn't, I, I can't even watch it when it's fake. So, but these are the conversations that are, are having to try and jolt the people who want to push back that I need mm -hmm. an AR-15 to hunt with. And that's what's happening in the United States right now. It's stuff in the just, States and that doesn't change anything. So uh, I, I think bizarre, there, you have this significant lobbyist. At least in Canada, Kenny Stewart's uh, pretty happy about this. He sent a strongly worded letter in support. <laughs> when when the going gets tough, Kennedy Stewart writes a letter. Um, you know, he wrote I a letter can't. to Prime Minister I thanking can't. him for this uh, announcement. And meanwhile, in the streets of Vancouver, <laughs> chaos ensues. And not about guns, but we have other stuff going on. And we have a... a, a, a there have been shots fired you know, this anti, past week. You know, he yeah. thinks that the crime is not a problem in our city, as he's quoted as saying. He's kind of reversed that his opinion on that, I think, and wishes he hadn't said it. But he said it. Uh, he was part of the defund police uh, discussion uh, at the height of that issue. And... Uh, uh, as a result of this council, I think we're seeing and police are winning the PR battle. When you talk about spin, uh, the VPD in Vancouver uh, are certainly winning the battle on the public relations side. Uh, and it's become the hottest election issue in Vancouver. And, you know, four years ago, it wasn't even on the radar. It wasn't even on the if you if you saw the polling on crime in our city, it was like pff, way down. It wasn't even worth talking about uh, right. four years later. He's uh, on that stretch, stretch of Granville Street at 4 a.m. That's the only yeah, time we really crazy. talked about it being a war zone in Vancouver. And now it's everywhere. I mean, seems like it. It it's 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 related. It's, it's to, a combination, though. You you bring this up, I was like say, graffiti, it's related. All yeah. this other stuff going on. Smashed smashed windows and smashed frustrated. Windows. Yeah, it's the broken window syndrome that you've talked. Yep. About. You've literally been talking about that since before this pandemic. It's so fascinating to me how clairvoyant you are. I kind of <laughs> think you're Marty McFly, and maybe that you have a DeLorean. But I mean, okay. I wish I could time travel and go back. No, I don't, because I would. I would still feel bad. I don't know how people claim serve. How big would your hair be? Eligible for? How far back do we go to get your hair even bigger? I've seen oh, some photos. Dude, <laughs> ice mist. I can up. I can up. I can give you some little bangs. I can <laughs> I've seen that. Molly Ringwald oh, at the Breakfast Club. Oh boy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you a picture from the eighties. Oh, you can put it up. Boy. Unspunpodcast.com. By the way. Unspunpodcast.com is where you find this until the orca starts swimming again. Um, and you follow us on Twitter. Yeah. At George. Underscore. Affleck. <laughs> At Jody Vance. I promise I'll stop retweeting all, everything about feeling Vance. <laughs> um, but I just was overwhelmed. Um, no. All good. At Jody Vance. At George underscore Affleck. At Unspun Podcast. This is where you find us. Um, we did have fans yes. chiming in on our podcast, and I want to yeah. get to this one because we were told <laughs> you guys don't you guys don't talk enough about Surrey. Yeah, and I grew up in the valley, so you know, not Surrey. Well, I did live in Surrey. I lived in White Langley, White Rock, South Surrey. So uh, as a kid, so um, yeah, I'm I'm very in, in, interested. Lots of stuff going on in Langley this week too. It's a, a mayoral announcement. It's a young guy running for mayor there. Right. But Surrey, obviously, the, the the craziness of what's going on at City Hall there, and Doug McCallum, just people yelling at him, screaming at him. This is all related, sort of. I think you know, obviously, to his uh, issue related to being charged for uh, criminal mischief. Is it mischief? What is it? What is mischief? Yeah. Um, and that Same. doesn't go Same. to trial Same. until two weeks. Yes. Saying two somebody weeks. that ran over his foot, and yeah. that it was somebody who was anti. Surrey police 
who had, you know, come after him basically and ran yeah. over his foot and he complained about it and talked about it to the, and reported it. And then camera footage showed that none of that happened. So now he is in the midst of this. Some people talking about whether or not he should, you know, recuse himself or remove himself until this is resolved. And this isn't the first time we've had a mayoral yes. situation where there's been an issue. Do you think we'll ever find a time that when when there are matters of trust or matters of confidence and associated with elected officials that there should be something, I don't know, built no, in? Well, I, it's, it's called common sense. Right, um, I know. He, he, did, he has said he's recusing himself from any further police board meetings until... Uh, Right. Until after he wins the next election, which he probably will. Uh, the the tweet that we got was to actually talk about specific count about the councillors, which I you know there's a lot there's not a lot of information yet. There are a bunch of people running. There are potentially four people running for for mayor, uh, rumored. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. that's that's why I've I've predicted that Doug McCallum will win again. You know, you know I don't want to Donald the Donald Trump not that he's like Donald Trump, but this this the fact that he's all people talk about. You know the old adage: "There's no such thing as bad PR." This guy is like all-consuming and yeah, and dominating so the narrative, dominating yeah. and so uh, divisive that that's a very effective tool to win an election. Yeah. And he will always be able to say that he did the two things he promised. Um, and if the if the if his competition's a split, like it is going to be in Vancouver, so you know which provides Kennedy Stewart the opportunity to win again because the right is split. You know, you end up getting the same guy again. So I, I, I think that he's very steadfast and stubborn. Obviously he's the old guy that yells at clouds and the Simpsons, you know, he's like, but you know, he's, uh, he's, he is what he is. And I think that he's always kind of been like this. Um, and there's a lot of people who love him, but I think that, that are, the people that were screaming and yelling at the guy, that that's not just about his, the police thing and the, and the no, no, running no. over thing. It's about a whole bunch no. of other stuff that's going on there. But having been in council, you have to be careful always. It's very attractive, obviously, for media to cover this. And it's very, it's good TV. It's good radio. It's good, whatever. It's flashy a good story. Headline. Flashy headline. Yeah. Lots of people what yelling. Now? Click. We're it's, talking we, about it. Yeah. What's the majority on that? I'd like to see some polling on this uh, recently if uh, to see what's going on there. But uh, I, I, I'm, I still would put my money on McCallum winning again in, in Surrey mm. for those Surrey uh, listeners out there. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see who runs against him. If he ends up with only one competitor, then it'll be tough for him. But if he has two or three, uh, that's golden for him. the vote. Yeah. October 15th, 2022 is the day that everybody municipally goes to the polls. And guess what? That's George Affleck's birthday. It's underscore's <laughs> birthday, October 15th, 2020. You're going to get so mm. many cards and letters, George. 29 but again. We do, right. We do love it, though, when our fans of Unspun Podcast chime in and have questions or comments or or just want us to talk about something. And I know there were a lot of people that were hoping that we would speak again about the Broadway plan because yeah. more hearings. I mean, how many people they speaking go, on this? I was they, reading they, through the, yeah, the thread and it's like, and this person is all in and this person is all out and then this person is all in and this person is all out and this person's in this area and here's why and here's that. <laughs> It, it gets so muddled and confusing. Yeah. Honestly, is there a way to sort of summarize how you, former Vancouver City Councillor George Affleck, who I wish was running for mayor, uh, <laughs> sees the Broadway I say that every time. It makes him crazy. The Broadway <laughs> plan. Like, what is it that's so triggering for some it's on the, the no side? It's the off-Broadway show. Okay. <laughs> I think is the main issue. There's some height issues on the on the, some of the developments. 
Uh, I think there's the density and the imp. This is always about you know, in, in in going into where you had a, a community plan already set, and then you encroach on that community plan through a, a plan that lays on top of it. You're like, hey, we had a community plan. Now you're doing this other thing, and it's ruining our community plan. I, I think that's where a lot of this comes from. Um, and you yeah. and you think about the the Broadway, then you know it's going down to six, you know, six, you know, eighth, you know, Broadway is like Ninth Avenue in Vancouver for those who don't know. And so if you go down to eighth and seventh and sixth. You're sort of going, okay, well, that's my house now. I mean, what? I thought, where? I'm, I live in Kits. Why? Now you're saying my my house is going to be, or my condo is going to be, or my co-op is going to be impacted by uh, the Broadway plan? What? I thought Broadway plan was about Broadway. The Broadway. Number, that one right. street. And it's just about the buildings on that street. Uh, and I think initially that's kind of what I thought when I voted for the process. The challenge this, this council has is came come in so late, two years too late. So now it's become a political hot potato. This council, as you will see when it goes to to vote on June 8th, I think it is. Uh, oh, my God. I mean, I've already heard. I saw Francis Bula tweeting this. That there are apparently 52, I think she said, or 42 possible amendments. And that's just amendments. This council, for those who don't watch or understand what happens, you put a motion on the floor in a council. Uh, you know, either staff do put this a report on. Then you have to make put a motion forward to approve the report. Or you as a council can okay. put your own motion forward. Uh, and then you can vote for it or against it, or like this council loves to do. And I never liked doing this because I feel like I'm not an engineer. I'm not a building. I I'm here to either like this thing or not like it. I never would like tweaking reports or things because right. on the fly in the meetings, because I feel like that's not my role. If this report's not good enough, send it back. But this council is just like amendment. They go in there, they amend it. They'll amend a part part of it, and then another council will amend their amendment, and then another council will amend that amendment. So you have an amendment on an amendment, and you could just see staff going, "Okay, where are we now? <laughs> what uh, the triple amendment on the amendment?" It's just confusion, and and staff walk away, I think, and they go, "We don't even know what just got approved. We now have to go back, watch the tape, say <laughs> what what just happened, uh, and and find out how what they're actually being approved to do." It's just. Terrible governance, terrible, terrible governance by this council. And um, and you can't even chalk it up to them being amateurs anymore. These guys have been in an office for three years. Give me a break. If they bring 52 yeah. amendments plus, plus, plus on the, on the amendments to amendments, this is incompetence at the highest level. Uh, you know, just vote against it if you don't like it. Have some, have some, right. have some, you know, eh. Cojones. How do I say? That's what you're trying to how say. How do I say cojones. balls without saying Cojones. <laughs> That's how you God. say it when you're holding your hand that come way. Come on. Come on. Oh Just vote goodness. against it if you don't like it. So Suck what, it up. So what happens? Yeah. Okay. What happens if they do hear you right now and go, okay, you know what? Instead of the 52 amendments, I'm just going to vote no. Does it go back to staff and they have yes. to bring it forward again? You can just say and that. Because this plan, because this do plan better, has, staff. Right. It has to get done in order for the federal money Oh, like yeah. This, right? You're fine. That- I wouldn't worry about that. It's nah, yes and no. I mean, I wouldn't worry too. We talked about that last. I, I checked into that. It's not that's a big of an issue. They they okay. they can they can they can delay. They can delay. It's not that's a big deal. spin then. That's spin yeah, yeah. when they're like, no, no we need fine. to get this done because the federal no. government won't give us the money they promised There's for no the Broadway. No, it's underground. It's train stations are being built. That's already done. We did that. We put that in place when I was there as far as the sites. The, the train stations are underground. There's nothing on top of them. Uh, so you can build the, well, you can build right. the buildings later, though. You, you don't have to build right. the buildings. So, the train stations are built. It's just a question of how big should those buildings be is the ultimate question. 
And I think this is really important for the people like myself that might be a bit tower averse to, to, to put towers, <laughs> yes. big, big 40 story towers all the way down Broadway, which in uh -huh. my mind feels like sometimes is the NIMBY vibe, which I'm not a NIMBY, I'm a moderate. Yeah, so I'm those, like, those, I understand. When you, you say those big buildings, they are. When you say the tallest of buildings are slated to be in the business district, this is about businesses, not about housing. This is about growing the city and healthcare. So it's mm -hmm. between Maine and Granville, right? And everybody who lives in and around Vancouver can picture Broadway between Maine and Granville. Most of us can picture it because we avoid going there unless we have to because it's so damn busy and that's the bus yeah. routes and that's the da, da da So that's where the subway line's going to go and we'll be able to come and go from there much more uh, freely, easier, yes. uh, without all the it, complaints about there are bike lanes and there's nowhere to park because we'll be able to yeah, take if transit. I, if I was on council, yeah, if I was on council, I would make the simple amendment saying this we are cutting off anything uh, uh, west of Granville. The, we're taking that, lobbing that off the, Gram the Broadway plan. Uh, it's too controversial. We still don't know what's going to happen related to the line to UBC, which will significantly change the role of Arbutus, that last station that's currently the last station, uh, which will have a major bus loop and stuff. But if if, yeah. if the Broadway plan gets, uh, or if the train gets extended out to UBC, that, that station becomes less significant in its, in its right. role. Um, and so it changes. So it's, and there's already a big loop things. out there, by the way, like there is a, a pre-built bus loop station loop at UBC that's yeah. fairly like it's, it's perfectly set up for this. So, I mean, it just, well, it you wouldn't like, have the buses going to UBC anymore. No, the but train the, bus loop, to UBC would, the bus loop vibe, the train vibe, whatever yes. it needs yeah, to be up yeah. there. The, the infrastructure is already in, in place to, that is cleared out. Nobody'd have to move a building. Is what I'm talking about. Nobody's going to have to blow no, something no, it's up. True. The train will probably yeah. go to to Westbrook Village and around to there, exactly. down west, and then over to over down to uh, the beach area. That's the new district. Down to Jericho. Anyways, it'll be a loopy loop. Yeah. loop. Uh, anyways, it's it's just I think that lob it off. Just take take that off, or just tell us now. Come back with the report that takes anything west of Granville. Out of it. That way, you're not affecting. Listen kids, to George. Not, not affecting, and then just focus on the on the healthcare district. Put that in the headline of this podcast. We're <laughs> we're 26 minutes into this podcast. We've only got a couple minutes to go, but listen to George Affleck. Lop off the part that is pissing people off and creating such noise around this. Lop off everything west of Granville and watch people shut up. You can revisit it, but watch it. The people that live in little neighborhoods that are concerned that all of a sudden they're going to live in the Granville Entertainment District and they didn't sign up for that. That's what's freaking people we out. Did it for Me personally, I love the idea. I, but I see if, if you told me that the street that I live on, right, because I also live in a high density spot, though. But if the street I lived on was all of a sudden going to look a lot like 25th or Canby, you know, row houses and mm -hmm. smart four or five story, whatever, da, 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 I'd be like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. I just yeah. don't want to live between two 40 story buildings. I don't want to live in a tower and I don't want to live right next to two towers. Right. And, and if you're, if, if you life. don't mind, but if you, if, but if you put, which you choose, which I, I totally love yes. in my whole life of living in Vancouver, I've never lived in the downtown core. And that's yeah. why I love going there. But honestly, George, I, I have a fear of heights. I love a view, but when I'm up, when I went to Shangri-La for the first time, I was terrified to go near the windows. Oh it God. just is. It's, I know it's weird, right? You want to jump? I, Is that you get that feeling you want to jump? Is that what happens? I feel oh, like I'm going to fall. I no, feel like okay. I'm going to fall. Yeah, it's yeah. it's vertigo. Anyway, anyway, let's move on from this and yes. end Anyways. off with the end of session. End of session. John Horgan, end of session.
PC Ledge, uh-huh. yeah, it's this week. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I mean, Kevin Falcon got a couple of weeks in there uh, as a leader of the opposition. Uh, I would say what I think people are going to be watching for, if there is a fall session, they may not have a fall session. Uh, quite often, liberals used to do that. They would not do sessions and just wait um, and then ram things through in a different session. So, you know, I think right now, uh, Premier Horgan's thinking about his future, and I would think that uh, the liberals are probably hoping that mathematically, you got to think about we're two years in by the time the fall uh, sitting comes. He must, he's got to make a decision soon, whether he sticks, staying or going. Um, and uh, I think that's what people are, I think the liberals are hoping for that, that he'll go because right now he's tough to beat. Uh, if there's right. an election and even in two years, I mean, I mean the BC museum, the museum of BC and all that aside, that's, that's a million years away from the election that, that by then, and, and it probably, well, they may not rescind it. I don't know. We'll see. It's like, they, they kind, of, kind of peed it off already. But, yeah. you know, I think that I was going to ask about it to today, but there's nothing new. Yeah. It's going to so be tough to beat. Here's riddle me this. If John Horgan says, you know what, this this second round of, of cancer and, the, and he's fine now, healthy now, he's doing mm-hmm. great. But if he decides, you know what, that was enough of a freak. I don't need to do this anymore. I'm going to step away from politics. Just if mm-hmm. who would then take would it be Mike Farnworth? Would it be Adrian Dix? Like who would who would step up? into that position Brad for, West, for the NDP. Who knows? Brad, uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe Farnworth goes for premier. Brad I don't think West Farnworth, goes for solicitor I, I don't think, general. I, it's, it's EB's game, I think, at this point. So. EB, EB now? Yeah. Yeah. I would oh, say, yeah, I guess. He, he's he got two small children, speech. too. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, it's anybody's game. I think, uh, you know, I think that they need the time, though, to get somebody in there if they're going to do it yeah. to win. But, you know. That was just a curveball. I'm sorry I threw that at yeah. you. But while we were thinking about it, I was noodling it around. I'm like, what if he just said, because I've got another friend of mine who's just gone through a bit of a, of a roller coaster health-wise. And on, on the other side, the priorities shifted in a way that was like, you know what? I don't need to work this hard. <laughs> God, that's and I looked mean. at her and I'm like, good on you, you know, soak up life. You got plenty. Um, yes. So I would say that Horgan, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a chance he just still stay if he's feeling good. Uh, and then immediately yeah. after the next election, uh, then call a leadership race. So he get, get him into the next uh, four don't years. Don't take me wrong. I'm not showing John Horgan the door. I'm just. No, no. Hey, going well, through, I'm just he's been through a lot. Leaves. I think that's just, right. you know, you, you think about politicians are usually eh? terrible at leaving on a high. <laughs> They're really terrible. That's why I left politics. But no. Uh, I uh, really wish you'd get back into it. Um, no, it's... Uh, it's George it's, uh, Affleck for premier. Yeah. No, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave it the, on that note. Yeah, yeah. Let's just move on and get out of here. And I got to go I got to go do CKNW now. So I got to go do right. Jazz Joe Hall for the afternoon, not the premier of the province. Thanks very much. Call, call me later. Call me. Goodbye. Okay,